Welcome to another episode with Loans Elevated. My name is Brock Lassig, top 1% loan officer nationwide. And I'm TJ Heidenreich. Together we bring the latest news, strategies, and insights in the mortgage and real estate industry. Okay, so today we're talking about the media and how impactful the media can be on not only us in the industry, but even more importantly, our clients. The reality is the media, their job is to drive ratings and create emotion. Most of that emotion is fear-mongering emotion. And there's one, uh, there's a lot of them, but there's one that we wanted to start this episode out with, uh, something that's been going around big and is on top of so many of our clients' minds and, and industry people. So, Teach, why don't you dive into yeah, that report that sure. came out so with? So this, this I saw just a couple weeks ago, uh, and this report is showing the first half of the U.S. foreclosure activity by year. So the first half of the year, the foreclosure activity. And the media was portraying that foreclosures were up 150% from last year. But if you zoom out on the chart, it's actually the second lowest that we've seen since 2008. So yes, it's up from last year, but we're still at record low numbers since the Great Recession. So the big thing, why we wanted to start with that one, the big thing is you have to understand the data that they're sharing and not just buy into the headlines because that's it, it is true. Foreclosures are up 150% from last year. But last year, it was COVID. There were moratoriums. The government didn't even allow foreclosures for the most part. And so this year, of course, things are going to increase. But when you go look at the data and scale back, like TJ said, it's not a, it's not a crazy year. We're not going into right. a huge real estate bubble. Well, and that's the big thing. You have to think the media is being paid based off their hook. So they want to they want to give you that headline that you're going to click on. And yeah. you're not they're not going to click on a headline if it's looking good for your housing. Yeah. Uh, another One thing I want to talk yeah, about real quick. So another big thing that's coming on, we don't have an actual article here uh, to reference, but one big thing we're hearing is, you know, home prices being slashed and builders slashing home price. Like there is just so much glorified messaging on that's alluding to the idea that the home or the, the real estate industry is just crashing and burning. And it is hard. It's much harder right now. It's, less consistent. We don't really know what the future holds, but the reality is what we're seeing is home prices are remaining consistent. We are seeing some builders cut prices. Why? Because they've got standing inventory and they have a business to run. However, I ran a report with a realtor friend of mine. This was just maybe last week or the week before that. And we looked at the data from June to July Mm -hmm. and June to July's data showed a decrease in, I believe it was median sales price of like between four and 5%. So I was like, man, maybe there is something to this. Maybe home prices are actually following or falling, excuse me. And then we looked at July through, it was like third week of August. So we're almost through. I want to look at it at the Mm -hmm. end of the month and we'll follow Mm -hmm. up on loans elevated with that information. But we look at that and from July, end of July to the third week in August, home Mm -hmm. prices were up that month about the same amount, between 4 and 5%. So right. we did see a blip in June. That's a lot of the data that's being published by the media and these, these fear-mongering headlines are being published with that right. data. But we're seeing a rebound already. And I think it's just important to recognize, like, we are not gambling here. Right. We're buying a house for well, years. And you all have to take a step back and see why did we maybe have that slowdown and probably a sticker shock from rates. Yeah, that's when rates started to creep up a little bit. Just yep. a couple months before that, because you have to think sixty days before those numbers is when are when those buyers were actually getting pre-approved. And it's when we saw that shift 
it's when we began to see the shift of the, inventory of inventory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this pause that people were taking mm-hmm. and, and I think we will see that stuff. You know, the reality is as we've been talking, we're not going to see a huge home crash, a home price crash. That's not what we expect mm-hmm. anyway. What we expect is a tapering from the outrageous inflation we saw for how many years? I mean, two years we were seeing like, 25% appreciation. Of course, we're going to see a taper. Mm-hmm. So that means this year, what does this year look like? Maybe low double digits. Right. Well, we were already midway through the year at 20% from last right. year. So there could be a couple of months. Well, and the media is always saying that that we're heading into another crash. I mean, we've yeah. seen it like, dude, we have reports yeah. right here. It says, gosh, when was this one done? 2015. In 2015, one of these main, main report headlines, this says, housing today, a bubble larger than 2006. If you were to have listened to this headline, you would have missed out on almost $300,000 in equity. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy amounts. Yeah, yeah. And I think the biggest takeaway is, I don't know what the biggest takeaway is. What I think is buying real estate is a very quality investment, no matter how you shake it, no matter when you buy, mm-hmm. whether you buy at the peak, you buy at the valley, it may change the level of return in the short run. Mm-hmm. But long run, most of the time, people are looking to buy a home live in that home for two, three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. And most people, most people I talk to anyway, even if they intend to move out of that property, their goal and intent down the road is to hold on to that property longer term. Even if they're going to move out of it, they'll turn right. it into an investment. Right. So who cares what happens this month, next month, this year? None of it matters because what we also have seen, which we should throw up a graph on this as well, what we've seen is when there is a depression in home prices, mm-hmm. it's always followed by an outsized increase in home oh, prices after the yeah exactly yeah after you see the retreat of home mm. prices it's always followed by something an anomaly large increase so, right. but long term the average is four and a half percent and if you look if you're making decisions based on this is my opinion if you're making decisions based on real estate with the long term view in mind being realistic and hedging your position appropriately which is where we come in honestly but if you're doing that. And recognizing, and, and you're not banking on 25% appreciation, mm-hmm. and you're not banking on 5% depreciation, right? You're mm-hmm. banking on a long-term 60-some-odd-year average of 4.5%. Well, the worst thing that could happen is you need to hold on to that property for another year before you're in the black and profiting. And most of the, I mean, I've been in this business 15 years. I've never seen one of my clients walk away from a property and lose money in 15 years. It's been a very volatile 15 years. right. Well, dude, we're seeing, I mean, we're seeing it all over. I mean, even people that are historically real estate professionals like Grant Cardone, Mm -hmm. I think we saw something, an article that he put out a couple weeks ago that was like, if you own a home, you're a fool if you own a home today and you're- Yeah, home buying is for fools. Yeah, something like that. Unless you have 20 million cash in the bank, don't buy a home. And you're only going to earn like 1% every year, but he wasn't factoring if you own a house, but he wasn't factoring in that you still have to pay a housing expense even if you don't own a house. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So he, he basically took the cost of this home, showed mm-hmm. you the price. So he said, this is close, but he said, if you buy a hundred thousand dollar property and in five years, that property is worth 200,000, you think on the surface, you've doubled your money, but then he b- goes and takes out based on some interest mm-hmm. rate uh, assumption, goes and takes out the interest you're going to pay, the property taxes mm-hmm. you're going to pay, all these things you're going to pay, which are part of your mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. But he never adds back in the fact that people have a housing expense, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. Whether they rent or they buy, there is a housing expense. And I just put out a video, a real quick video on social media on this, which 
shows the difference. I mean, the reality is renting 100% interest, 100% lost money, guaranteed for sure. You have no asset to back up on. And in real estate, it's the way I look at it, even if you hit the worst possible time, it's just a matter of time. Mm -hmm. Like you, if you have to relocate, okay. Well, think of 2008. How, how soon after 2008 did home prices come back to where they were before? I don't remember what it was. I think it was, yeah, between 12 and 13, home prices were Mm -hmm. back to where they were. But the reality is, another thing, because I I had clients that bought Mm -hmm. in 2008. I got in in 2009. So I have these clients, and the ones that were selling in 2013, Mm -hmm. they had, the whole time, if they weathered that storm and they didn't panic and listen to the news and Mm -hmm. listen to the fear mongers, they were amortizing their debt every month, which Mm -hmm. means, for those of you watching and listening, Amortizing means the little chunk of principal you pay towards the balance every month as part of your monthly mortgage payment. You are paying that down all the while. And over years, that turns into a pretty big amount. So not only that, and then home prices catch up, and then you sell, you cash out, and you buy again. Mm -hmm. And the reality is for those people, they held on. They cashed Mm -hmm. out some equity. They had a down payment to buy a new one. They happened to buy at the lows of the home prices. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. It's like... And nowadays, these guys are selling again, right? 2020, Mm -hmm. 2021. They're selling again, and they're making hundreds and hundreds of thousands and Mm -hmm. got the lowest rates at that point. So it's like they played the game perfectly. They were patient, and they didn't listen to the fear-mongering, and Mm -hmm. that's what I think you need to do. Right. Well, it's not like we're taking just a few select articles. Like, I'm seeing this every day. Like, I just saw the news this morning. I don't watch the news a whole lot, but I just checked in this morning on the student loan forgiveness Mm -hmm. thing. Yep. And news outlets are already chiming in on what that's going to do in inflation. But take a, take a step back. If you look at the, what's actually happening with student loans right now, people aren't paying on them. Right. So the money that they're actually putting into the economy, it's not there right now. Right. So you, you always have to take a step back with everything. Right. Because yeah. news outlets are trying to say, oh, what's that doing for inflation, which is just going to kill mortgage rates even more, which is going to make you know catastrophic for the real And it issue. is a risk. But so many right. of these things we cannot foresee, just like no one foresaw that COVID, a lot of mm-hmm. people backed out of real estate transactions right. and a lot of things mm-hmm. during COVID. Right. Or right when COVID hit out yep. of fear. Well, what happened? And we can't the, act as, out of fear. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. The best appreciation ever in history happened mm-hmm. post-COVID. I was one of those people. I almost made the decision. Oh. to. Uh, I bought my lot when I, yeah. where I'm building. Yeah. Literally, I, I was under contract January 2020. I was supposed I to close March 2020. <laughs> oh, it hit March 2020. I had a couple of weeks. I called the dude and I'm like, hey, I need an extension. I'm not sure what this means. And he basically said, yeah, I'll give you an extension, but you got to write me a 50K earnest money check card. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't do me any good. So I had to make the choice. Like, yeah. Do I want to take this risk? And I basically had to pull my emotions back, listen to my logical, pragmatic self in my profession and say, what do I tell my clients? Mm-hmm. What I tell my clients is you've got to buy this real estate. Well, I look back now and I've literally made like I've doubled my money. My lot is worth two times mm-hmm. more than I paid for it. Right. And so many people bailed and you can't find a lot in the city or general area that I live for mm-hmm. less than two times what my lot is. And my lot is probably superior to many right. of them. So it's like, yeah, I think you got to ignore the emotions. You got to take logic mm-hmm. and almost some faith in knowing mm-hmm. that this is a long-term game, you have ultimate control if you own. The mm-hmm. landlord can't tell you to leave. You own it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like I was saying a minute ago, if you relocate, because there are unforeseen things that happen. Mm-hmm. There may be a sickness. There may be a job relocation. There may be something. But the reality is you can take that real estate that you own, you can rent it out, and probably cash flow. Certainly, if you got the rates back in you know, 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. you could probably cash flow on the rent, and you could use that income 
to qualify and buy a new house. Mm -hmm. So you don't even have to go rent the next one. You could buy another one, and then you've got a little portfolio. It's a matter of time. Market peaks. You find the right time to sell. You sell it, cash out, move on, and there's no loss, right? Right. The risk is time. That's Mm -hmm. the only risk that I view in real estate. Mm -hmm. Well, and every market's going to have its challenges. Just six months ago, we saw the inventory shortage where you were having to bid over asking. Now now it's the rates. But And here's the thing. This is one thing. Uh The bid over ask. Mm-hmm. It, it, I looked at some research based on my 15-year mm-hmm. career. I've only seen about once every five years, maybe a little less than mm-hmm. five, but about once every five years mm-hmm. is an actual – it's a market where buyers can go in and negotiate with the seller to get mm-hmm. closing costs paid for, um, to get a reasonable timeline on their contract mm-hmm. and not have to scramble and, and compete with cash right. and That's, do stupid, yeah, it, foolish things. Mm-hmm. This only happens once every five years. Well, guess what? Low rates only happen once every exactly. about five years. Exactly. So there's always they all have their pros and cons. And right yeah. now we've got a little bit more inventory, yep. so you've got more to choose from. You've got a little bit more power on the buying side to buy that home. And we're seeing tons of people, like a lot of seller concessions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a client right now. I think they have sixteen thousand dollars in seller concessions. Yeah. And the home's still appraised mm-hmm. at that value in this market. We're mm-hmm. not closing like we're in. We're in August of two thousand twenty-two. I think they're closing September 2022. Yep. The home, we have we, we got two independent appraisals because of the type of the mm-hmm. loan we're doing. Two independent appraisals. The home appraised for the amount they're paying, yeah. including 16000 the seller's giving them. What that means is they're buying a home that's worth it, and they're getting 16000 back from the seller. Yeah. I mean, I, cl- I closed on one today where my client brought zero money down. Yeah. Absolutely zero money down. The realtor texted me yesterday, my referral partner, and said, hey, is this true? Like, this has to be a typo. They're not bringing any money down. I'm like, no, they're no money down. They're closing. Yeah. And if you're strategic with it, you can mm-hmm. accomplish that. You can even accomplish a buyer getting their earnest money back. Right. So you write an earnest money check for a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, whatever it is. You get the seller to pay closing costs, do a down payment mm-hmm. assistance program. They literally get all that money back, which yep. is, and you cannot do, you could not do that in 2020, no, 2021. Wouldn't even be feasible. Not even feasible, no. which is, it's a unique opportunity, especially yeah. for first time buyers. And maybe, you know, what people view as, as the smart money is pulling back from the market. I mean, I beg to differ. I think we're still seeing institutional investors come into the market, mm-hmm. buy up property. Long term, they're viewing this like, look at all the growth that is going to be had in Utah with all of the projects we have going on along the entire Wasatch Front. Take our market as, as the case study. I don't know if there is a possible way long-term for somebody to paint a picture that you buy real estate in somewhere along the Wasatch Front today and you lose money at any point in time. Now, granted, if you sold out of fear when the market hit a low, perhaps maybe you lose money. Long-term, I mean, mm-hmm. it's. I think it's more money than anybody could ever save from their no, job. Agreed. It's crazy. Yeah, for crazy. sure. So anyway, anything else to add? I think the just to recalibrate what this is all about. The media will post things. It's fear-mongering. It's meant to grab your attention, freak you out, and raise their ratings because that's how they make money. If you dive into these articles, which is what we do, this is how we're publishing this this episode now, you dive into the articles and you look at the actual data that they're, mm-hmm. that they're referencing, and you see most of the ones like as of late is we have a housing recession mm-hmm. or home prices are dropping. The reality is every single article I've seen on the news has been listing prices dropping, not right. housing prices dropping. It's a very different story. Right. There were unrealistic sellers. They're not going off the sales price. 
Exactly. And that's right. all that matters. Mm-hmm. Like if, if my neighbor listed for a million dollars more than their house was worth and they dropped their of price. Of course to a, it's going to drop. Right. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. mean my house price dropped. <laughs> exactly. And so I think the important thing is that I would like to leave with, and then you can close out your side. But the important thing I would say is when you see an article, one, you could forward to us, have us dissect it. We're happy to go over the details and kind of tell you what it actually means and help be that pragmatic source for you guys. But I would encourage you to read the article, understand what the data they are referencing so that you're getting the full story, not just the headline, because the headline is what the fear mongering is. That's what drives the clicks. That's what drives the ratings, the views, all of that stuff. So make sure you understand what you're reading. Don't just buy into those headlines. No, 1000. I mean, I, I agree 1000%. Don't even need to add on. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in. For more industry insights, follow us on all platforms at Loans Elevated. And to get in touch with our team, call or text 801-713-4000 or visit loanselevated.com.